1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Welcome to ModPath Chat, the official podcast of modern pathology, featuring interviews with authors and experts on the latest science, technology, and developments in the field of pathology. Your host, Dr. George Netto, is the Editor-in-Chief of Modern Pathology and the Chair of Pathology at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Here's Dr. Netto. Welcome to today's episode of Chat. Joining me today is a dear colleague and friend, Professor Dan Burney from Barts Cancer Institute, Queen Mary University in London. Dr. Bernie, or I like just to call him Dan, he's a close friend, is here today to discuss his recent article on pathologic predictors of uh, metastasis in non-seminomatous germ cell tumors. Uh, We're hoping he will help us clear some of the controversy around staging systems. Dan is a, an authority in the field. He's an expert editor of uh, the upcoming uh, WHO Blue Book uh, that hopefully uh, will come uh, later in this fall. Thank you, Dan, for accepting my invitation.
1: Thank you so much, George. It's an honor to be asked. Thank you so much.
0: Wonderful. Uh, so, can you start uh, by telling us what was the, the background and what led you uh, to do this study?
1: Thank you. Well, I, I think it's a difficult for all clinicians to decide whether to give adjuvant therapy or not to uh, clinically localized uh, non centrifugal germ cell tumors. It's, it's, it's an urgent clinical issue and based on risk factors. And I think uh, our staging in testis cancer is not very good. Um, I showed that a few years ago. Um, in histopathology, when we looked at, at the European network of europathology, and we discovered that people didn't really know how to stage some uh, areas of the testis cancers, particularly T1, T2, T3 for soft tissue um invasion when in fact that they split three ways over that hmm. and um there was a great deal of controversy over this and isa uh, dealt with this well about 5 6 years ago and and that went fled into the ajcc tnm classification uh, and that really changed the classification in America, particularly with upstaging epididymal disease, size criteria of three centimeters for seminoma, and more strict criteria. And it wasn't really taken on by UICC, I, I did try. And so this is an urgent clinical issue. What I wanted to reevaluate was to see whether the new, newly used criteria would be predictive of recurrence in uh, non seminomatous germ cell tumors.
0: Excellent, so, so it's really that diversion and you're trying to get the UICC on board and, and you did this uh, excellent study. And uh, so uh, can you summarize for us uh, uh, what was the design, uh, who was your cohort and, uh, and some of the findings?
1: Yeah, well, I'm very fortunate um, at, um, Bart's Health and QMUL, um, supported by ORCID, who who are able to fund this research and a great database manager. And we have a network of over 7.2 million people uh, to work with who get germ cell tumors. And um, so we have a a, a large cohort. I think it's not practicable yet um, to look at whether people recur or not because some people get treated, some people get don't. And so there's a lot of granularity there. So we did what other previous studies have done um, but using the UTNM in using um, a uh, whether there were stage one, clinical stage one at presentation, or whether they were metastatic, uh, clinical stage two or stage three at presentation, and looked at the risk factors for recurrence uh, between the two. Um, and um, I, I and a colleague look at all of these reports and review all the slides. So we were fairly confident. We had a fairly... A uh, static data
0: set over the past ten years excellent, so so it's pretty much almost central review since since Absolutely. it's you and your group, and we're talking about like two hundred and nineteen uh, non seminomatous germ cell tumors right that that constituted yeah. it. So what were the findings?
1: So, I mean, basically, we found that virtually every factor we chose was, was, was significant on univariate analysis. Tumor size was significant. Percentage of embryonal carcinoma was significant. Lymphovascular invasion, stromal testis invasion. Importantly, we differentiated that from a pagetoid invasion, where the uh, GCNIS cells track down the reti. I think that's entirely separate phenomenon. Um, Higher soft tissue invasion. One of the things that's been um, up upstaged in the AJCC classification and epididymis invasion. Um, So virtually everything was significant in univariate analysis, which was encouraging. Um, Multivariate analysis obviously is much more difficult, the reason being that, of course, a lot of these Factors are codependent. Uh, for instance, if you've got a bigger tumour, you're more likely to get stromal retitestis invasion and hyaluron soft tissue invasion, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we did find uh, that a number of factors remained significant on multivariate analysis. Lymphovascular invasion, unsurprisingly, tumour size, uh, percentage of embryonal carcinoma, and, and retitestis invasion, in fact, all remain significant. And I think these use of these factors. Um, may be really helpful for clinicians in decisions on chemotherapy in the future and adjuvant chemotherapy. Uh, We did find as well our size cutoff for uh, metastatic spread was much bigger uh, than previous studies. We found a size of six centimetres, quite large, was the most significant cutoff value on an RO. ROC curve Um, so um, I'm hoping that these are the sort of things that might be helpful to clinicians in decisions on do I give adjuvant chemotherapy or not in in NSGCTs in the future.
0: Excellent so uh, another another cutoff that that it's still controversial where we set the uh, the threshold for how much embryonal carcinoma component uh, anywhere between thirty to 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 eighty percent. I see in your study it was seventy percent. So it seems really it's going to be above fifty percent before it becomes significant or multivariant How much embryonal we have.
1: That's what we're getting. I mean, we analyze it as a continuous, obviously. I'm, you know, I'm increasingly of the opinion that we should be dealing with these as a continuous variables and, and these cutoffs are very false parameters. Maybe we should just feed them into nomograms mm-hmm. in the future. But it seems to me that someone, you know, changing a therapy from, if you go from 65% to 75% is difficult. And I mean, that was the best we could come up with um but i don't don't think that cutoffs are the way forward and that's one of the problems with tnm obviously is that they are it is cutoffs rather than a, a, a spectrum of abnormal, of of changes that you do um but you know it's it, it's i think this needs to be validated in other studies especially ones with long term Outcome, uh, rather than just looking at stage. But I think it does suggest strongly to me that the AJCC method was the correct way to go for staging testicular non-seventative germ cell
0: tumours. So uh, where do you go from here? I mean, uh, your plans uh, for for next, what do you do?
1: Well, I'm already working on that, actually, I must say. Uh, The the Danish uh, don't treat any of their NSGCTs. They have follow-up, and they have huge series of them, and I have a part-time, I'm part supervising a uh, PhD student out there who's re-evaluating the huge Danish cohort over the next two or three years compared with outcome. We have uh, published our protocol for this already, so I'm hoping that this will be further confirmation uh, to help clinicians in their decisions on chemotherapy for these
0: tumours. Well, we'll look forward uh, to those results. And hopefully you'll send them uh, to Modern Past, not to your own journal. You know, Modern Past is the best journal in the world. So if you want your study uh, to get traction, that's where you send it, my friend.
1: I'd better not argue with you on this podcast.
0: (laughs) Of course, we're joking. Dan is also the editor-in-chief of Histopathology. All right, wonderful. Uh, Well, I I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this. Uh, Thank you very much, and uh, I appreciate uh, your taking the time. Uh, It's afternoon in London. It's been a pleasure uh, to have you.
1: Thank you very much, George. It was an uh, honour to participate. Thank you.